Pat's and Chet Show. Welcome to the Pat and Chet Show. You're going to get a, a big dose of Pat today, not so much Chet. He's unable to join us, but did want to share some thoughts with you guys. We've got elections coming up. It is currently October of 2022. So we've got some big midterm elections coming up in just a few weeks. Some of the Senate, but all 435 seats of the House of Representatives will be up for election. So I'm sure you've seen plenty of ads taking place telling you how horrible this candidate is and how bad that candidate is. Please do me a favor as you're watching those ads, go ahead and uh, maybe pause the TV, read the fine print. A lot of, they're legally required to tell you that a lot of them are paid by different PACs, different organizations that are just trying to buy seats in Congress. So that money could be coming from all over the country, just power brokers and lobbyists and politicians trying to control who you're going to vote for, most importantly, whether or not that seat becomes Republican-controlled or Democrat-controlled so they can try to keep all their money, control all the power, and push through the agenda that they want, which is obviously not the spirit of our elections and our process. So uh, keep that in mind as you look at all this information you're being bombarded with. But today, I want to talk about term limits. And term limits are a hot topic come up every once in a while. Uh, there's a gentleman, his name is Nick Tombolides, I believe. I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. T-O-M-B-O-U-L-I-D-E-S. If you go to uh, YouTube, simply put in term limits or congressional term limits, you will get a video of him speaking to Congress. It's from several years ago, but all his points are still right on the money. Spot on. Certainly interesting to listen to. Can be a little discouraging, though, because the reality is, I think he mentions 87% of uh, registered voters, so both parties, want term limits. Think it's crazy to have the same people in Congress over and over and over, but we keep doing it. The reason it's discouraging is because in spite of how eloquently this gentleman presents his case, he's asking Congress to pass laws to stop them from keeping their seats and owning all the control and all the money. Clearly, they've never been motivated to do that in the past. No reason to think they're going to start in the future. The founding fathers did not envision career politicians, people sitting in the same office for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. It was just unheard of. Frankly, they thought we, the electorate, would have enough sense to not allow that to happen. That after someone's been in the office for 10, 15, 20 years, we would stop voting for them. But we don't. And I blame us as voters a little bit, but I also blame the system and the money and the power and the PACs and the lobbyists. Because the studies that show incumbent politicians, I think it's at least 14 to 1 dollars and money and media that they're going to have against anybody that tries to challenge them. Once they're in office, it's very, very difficult to get them out. So here is my challenge to you as a voter. So again, we have elections coming up in a few weeks. So go to Ballotpedia, go to votesmart.org, look at the candidates. But before you go and look at the candidates, what is your term limit? Every one of us probably has a personal number in mind. Is it 10 years? Is it 20 years? Is it 30 years? Whatever that limit is for you, where you say, okay, at that point, for this person to just be continuing to make a career of collecting these salaries, traveling the country, traveling the world, being wined and dined by lobbyists, 
and all and the party control and the party money. When is enough enough? So if you decide that that number is 20 years, then I want you to go to votesmart.org. I want you to look at who's running in your district. And if the incumbent has been in office for longer than your personal term limit, vote for the other candidate. That's how we end the madness. Now, many of you will push back and say, well, I live in a Republican district and my congressperson is currently a Republican. So that's what I like and that's what I want. And I, I want our seat to always be filled by a Republican. I would challenge you to think, then again, obviously the examples for Republican or Democrat, whatever you think your party is, whatever you think your party is doing for you, I think you're sadly mistaken. Uh, again, in an earlier podcast, I spoke about how I reached out to both the major parties in our country and asked them to share with me a, an outline of their positions on the major issues, immigration, abortion, education, the economy. The joke of it was at the time, but sadly, it's still true today. The Democrats responded immediately, asking me to give them money. And the Republicans, this has got to be at least a year ago now, have never even replied to my email. So if you, again, maybe back in the the 50s or 60s or maybe even the 70s, yeah, I mean, you, you could say this party does represent me, does push for the issues that I want. But I'm telling you, folks, all they're worried about now is controlling their power, their money, their base, the people that are putting them in office, the lobbyists that are writing giant checks to help them get reelected. They want to make sure that they keep them happy and keep the party control happy. When if you're a Democrat and you get elected to Congress, you're going to vote the way the party tells you to vote. And if you don't, you're going to get slapped on the wrist. They're going to find some other Democrat to stick in your seat and they're going to drive you out of Washington, D.C. If you're voting party lines because you really think that they're helping you, I'm here to tell you they're not. And if you look at the spectrum, say left to right, for example, maybe picture it as a football field where instead of two teams facing each other, it's the Republicans versus the Democrats. Maybe you lean a little bit towards the conservative side. Maybe you consider yourself a Republican. Let's put you at maybe like the 40-yard line. Well, when it comes to actually voting on issues, the hardcore Republicans that control everything, the 5%, they're all packed way down by the go- by the goal line. You have way more in common with that Democrat who's only maybe 15 or 20 yards away from you on the field, they might be on the other side of the center of the field of the 50-yard line. But trust me, you two have way more in common and agree on way more things than the lunatic fringe that are hanging out in the, the proverbial end zone with their extreme opinions. And if you want to put this to the test, look at things, let's just pick one. Let's say gun control, right? Most Republicans are okay with reasonable laws to protect people from mass shootings, from school massacres. But the Republican extremists, the NRA and others, they want to stop any language that could prevent anybody from buying any kind of weapon at any time. So ask yourself, which group do you really agree with? And again, if you consider yourself a Republican, you're flagged and labeled as as extreme views to the right whether that's true or not, because that's how the two-party system works. So challenge yourself to think about 
uh, voting for the other side, voting for a different party, maybe for the first time in your life, but at least to get someone else in office. Let's say you're a Democrat and you're in a district where a Democrat's been in office in Congress for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Don't you think it's time, even if it has to be a Republican, to put someone else in that seat? I do, and I challenge you to give some same, same thought. If you're not comfortable with that and you're not ready to do this in, in, in November in a few weeks, please pay attention in the primaries. Because if you if maybe the seat's a Democrat and you want to keep a Democrat, but the person's been in there for 35 years, well, at least vote for a different Democrat in the primary. Let's try to move some of these people out. I did some quick research. Chet would be proud because he normally does all the research for this team. I looked at the 10 longest seats being held in the Senate and in Congress. And I thought this was interesting. Of the 10 seats, five were Republican, five were Democrats. Six were in the Senate, four were in the House of Representatives. The shortest, oh, and all 10 of them were in excess of 40 years of service. These people were elected in the 80s, maybe even in the 70s. And again, in my opinion, that's certainly long enough. Even if they're the greatest representative we've ever had, enough's enough. We need some new faces, some new ideas, and we need to shake things up. So that is my challenge for today, folks. Do your research. Get on the websites that we've recommended. Look at the candidates. If they've been in there for decades, don't get hung up on party. Just get hung up on making a change, getting these people out of here and doing something different, getting some new eyes, some new thoughts, and some new people in Washington, D.C. to represent us. All right. We appreciate all your support. Make sure you vote and always reach out to us with any of your thoughts or comments. We'd love to hear them. The Pats and Chuck Show.